Good morning, afternoon, and evening. Welcome to the 8311Cast, sponsored by the 8311Cast Instagram. Follow us on Instagram at 8311Cast. Today on the 8311Cast, we're going to be bringing to your wonderful ears some Cyclone football, basketball, a special game, some NFL recap, letting you know who's pissed off this week, and of course, Mike's Stupid Rules. Uh, who wants to give us a kick right into the podcast to go into football? Yeah, so the uh, biggest thing that happened as far as uh, Cyclone football is concerned this week would be that uh, it was announced here on uh, Sunday afternoon that uh, Matt Campbell and uh, Jamie Pollard slash Iowa State University agreed to a uh, contract extension. So uh, Matt Campbell is now under contract through uh, 2024, so that is an extra one year on his deal. Um, from what it was previous to the extension. Along with that contract extension, it gives him an extra $1 million that he can distribute to his assistant coaches any way that he wants. Um, It does not increase Coach Campbell's salary, nor does it uh, increase the uh, buyout for uh, Coach Campbell to get out of his contract and leave the university. Overall, my take on the contract extension, it's good. It shows that the fact that uh, Coach Campbell is still willing, is uh, still dialoguing with us, still engaged, uh, helps to convince me that he is uh, that he's not going anywhere, which I really like. I like to uh, I like the fact that he's uh, not going to go any committed to that, but also the fact that it didn't increase the buyout any. Right, doesn't necessarily give me comfort in that same category that he's not going to go anywhere. It didn't make it any harder for him to go anywhere. Really, what it just did is it gave him, uh, showed he's committed and gave him more money for his assistant coaches, which is good because especially our uh, defensive coordinator is getting uh, getting mentioned as a dark horse head coaching candidate at some of the uh, some of the group of five schools. So it's good that we'll be able to uh, get 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 more money to our assistants there and to the coaching staff so that we can keep uh, this coaching staff intact that's done uh, so good for Iowa State. I think it's very good overall. It just shows the level of commitment and how Matt Campbell is changing the culture at Iowa State. This is a football team that has been revitalized. Uh, Matt Campbell has now two wins over uh, AP top six teams in two years. Uh, Actually, was that three wins, right? Three. 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 Yeah. Oklahoma, TCU, West Virginia. In West Virginia this year. So three wins, which is really good, obviously. Uh, Before that, the Cyclones had just been dismal in that category. Uh, But for right now, Iowa State has, or Matt Campbell, it has Iowa State going in the right direction. And Iowa State is uh, headed in the right direction. And Matt Campbell is our leader through that all. But he can't do it without his assistance. So I think that's a really smart move on his part uh, not to ask for more money for himself because he got his contract extension last year with uh, an increase in salary, but he's really looking out for his assistance as well, trying to keep all the assistants intact, especially all of his recruiting coaches so that they're staying, staying around for all the recruits in the future that are coming in, which I believe really helps to... Um, build up the culture here at Iowa State as those recruits come in they still have that familiar face that was recruiting them all along and telling them that this is what uh, this is what Iowa State and Cyclone football should be and that they are the same faces that will be taking care of them in their three or four years here at Iowa State 
Um, this does put them in a position to make at collectively as a staff, one of the higher paid staffs in the Big 12. Um, not a lot of assistants make the same kind of money that the Iowa State assistants do, which is beneficial to keep them around for the long haul. And like I, like, I'm going to jump on Mike's back there and just say it doesn't reassure me that Matt Campbell can't go anywhere. Obviously, somebody, some uh, program, some uh, university who has the money to for that buyout can still buy him out. It didn't make it harder for anybody to access him. Uh, but it certainly just goes to show that Matt Campbell wants to do something great here, and he doesn't think his work is finished. And that starts with the bowl game that is coming up uh, that the Cyclones will be playing in on the 28th. So make sure to check us out at 8 o'clock in the evening on the 28th of December. In the Alamo Bowl, in case you uh, missed last week's episode and you know haven't been paying attention to Iowa State football, we're going to the Alamo Bowl. I did. I did miss miss last week's episode. Yeah, you so did. I'm miss back. It. I'm can back. We, can, yeah, can we talk I'm about just, that for a second? I'm just going to give a shout out to Arian for filling in. I know he did a wonderful job. I listened to it. He did do. He a was wonderful a, job. He was a great stand-in. So he is going to be my phone call every time if I do need somebody else to fill in for me. I just wanted to replace you completely with Arian. Well, some viewers feel that way, but can you view a podcast? Is that a thing? Some I don't think you can view a podcast. Yeah, I agree. Listeners, I'm also down with uh, replacing you with Ariane because that, I love that man. That's two votes to one to uh, replace you with Ariane. I I didn't have a vote uh, for me. Oh, you're not voting for you? No. Well, then it's two votes to zero to replace you with Ariane. All right. Well, that sounds I'll, like it's unanimous. I'll see you guys later. Signing off for now. <laughs> Welcome to the 8311 cast featuring your host, Mike Ludwig, Wyatt Teeter, and Ariane Barry. Uh, yeah. It doesn't quite have the same ring, but it's it's good enough for me. Yeah, we, I mean, we'd make it work. for right now, you're stuck with me, just like we're stuck with Oklahoma quarterbacks winning Heisman trophies. That was smooth. I, that was you, that was a good. Did you like? Did you like how that went? Yes, uh, that was real So, smooth. if you guys were paying attention yesterday, I guess whenever you listen to this, this what this occurred on Saturday. Sorry, on Saturday, Kyler Murray won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, so, in back-to-back years, a a Oklahoma quarterback has won the Heisman Trophy. Last year, that being Baker Mayfield. And it was a pretty unanimous vote. The voting wasn't super close uh, with um, Tua Tagovailoa being the runner-up. But it just goes to show that Kyler Murray had an absolutely impressive season. I I believe he led the nation in total QBR uh, throughout the season, and he was just a phenomenal athlete for Oklahoma. That goes to show he's a two-sport athlete, and he's – the first player to ever be a first round draft pick for the N- or for the uh, MLB. MLB, sorry, MLB, and then a Heisman Trophy winner in college for football. So just an absolutely incredible athlete. And this is a guy who just has filled up the record books in his entire career. He was undefeated in high school, won three state titles in Texas, and continued that success. Um when replacing Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma, and he has them playing in the national champion, or not in the national championship, sorry, the college football playoff uh, for a chance at the national championship. But they will meet his runner-up into a tug of Valoa um, as they play Alabama in that semifinal game. Yeah, and 
Mui is a two-sport athlete, has just been phenomenal. So him, his agent says that uh, as soon as uh, they get bounced by, uh, by well, not his agent because he can't have an agent. Details. The, the, web- the agent that everybody assumes that he will have, Scott Boris. Right, has uh, said that he's going to sign his baseball deal with the A's, but uh, he was interviewed at halftime of the uh, North Dakota State uh, football game yesterday on ESPN and he said that he's going to try to be a two-sport athlete in professional so continue with playing professional football and professional baseball which would be interesting to see no one has seriously done that in a long time I'd be I mean more power to him if he can do that that'd be pretty phenomenal if he could do that and I'd be pretty stoked but we'll have to correct see. me if I'm wrong the closest one to do that is Russell Wilson, right? Yeah, Russell Since Wilson. Since Russell Wilson is still technically a member of the Rangers organization. He's, he got traded to the Mets. Oh, he did? Okay, I missed that part. Yeah. I remember I uh, I scared some people when I when he got traded. I sent out a text that just said Russell Wilson has been traded to New York. And they just assumed I was talking that, you know, in football, the quarterback yeah, the Russell Wilson. <laughs> right. Not that, you know, the Texas Rangers baseball team traded him to the New York Mets. But, you know, it was fun. But, yeah, he is in the Mets organization now. He just goes to spring training for the fun of it. He's not actually serious, super serious about baseball. But, yeah, that's the closest thing we have to a two-sport athlete at the moment. So so that's about all we've got to talk about for college football this week. I mean, there wasn't much else. Army beat Navy. That was a pretty decent game. But there were no big college football games this week. So we are, what we are going to talk about is two big college basketball games that happened this week. And those were the two... Uh, Iowa Iowa State Cyhawk games this week that were great. Well, at least the women's game was a great game, but both kind of duds for results. Uh, Iowa took down Iowa State in both men's and women's basketball, which was uh, definitely disappointing. The women's game was a heck of a game with Iowa hitting a uh, buzzer beating three to uh, knock off Iowa State 73 to 70 down the stretch. That was a heck of a game and nothing to. Uh, Nothing to hang your heads about if you're the uh, if you're the cyclone the cyclone women's basketball team. Iowa's a top twenty team. You're going into the on the road in a hostile environment, and to come that close to knocking off your rival Iowa is is big. It was tough that they came up on the losing end, especially that way uh, with the buzzer beater. But they played a really good game, and then uh, the women came back and definitely rebounded today with uh, a trouncing of the North Dakota Fighting North Dakotans, uh, eighty-seven to thirty-five. So really not a competitive game at all as uh, Iowa State knocked off uh, North Dakota. The men's team definitely had a lot to learn from the Cyhawk game. And just what seemed at one point after halftime to be, it started to look like the men's team was going to get run out of the building uh, and it was just going to be a blowout. It turned out not to be super close at all, but... There's just a lot, a lot of takeaways that Steve Prohm has for the team, and what I really saw was defense was just lacking against Iowa. There, there was. It seemed like there was heart, but it was in the wrong area. There were individuals trying to do too much for themselves. Michael Jacobson was trying to make too much happen on the offensive end, and he wasn't blocking out at all on the defensive end, which led to a lot of offensive rebounds that led to second chance points which you're not going to win a lot of basketball games if you allow 10, 12 offensive rebounds per game that lead to 15 to 20 uh, second chance points for another team. That's in For most coaches, they would label that as a recipe for success to win a game, and it's really hard to overcome that. 
So the men's team had a lot of takeaways. They really didn't compete well against an 18th-ranked Iowa team who had just come off a huge loss to, oh gosh, help me. One of the Michigans? One of the, oh, Michigan State. Michigan State is who it was. They lost to Michigan State by 30-plus points. Wasn't close. But they, they, they lost to Michigan State 68-90. to 90. Yeah. So around about 30 22-point 20, loss. Yep, good math, Kyle. Okay, cool. I thought it was around 30, but thank you Just for the update. Uh, so there's a lot of takeaways, but the team was able to rebound a lot better in uh, Sunday night's game which just occurred, and they ended up beating Southern with a final score of 101-65. to There was a lot of great effort uh, on both ends of the court. There was still some sloppy play, a lot of careless passes, especially in the first half, um, fast breaks that were going too fast, uh, and they weren't playing under control. But the game overall was a great bounce-back game. The Cyclones landed back on their feet. Uh, Mary Alshayok had a great game with a with over 20 20 plus points again. Michael Jacobson played well. He didn't play much in the second half because Cameron Lard was playing hard. And then we had a lot of a, a big chance to get people like George Condit into the game and Zion Griffin. Zion Griffin added a nice little spark with nine points, including a banked in three that sent Hilton into a craze. Um, but the highlight of the night had to be Tyrese Halliburton's double-double. He ended with 15 points and 17 assists. That 17 assist stat was the uh, single-game record in ISU history for assists in a game. He was able to pass... He was able to pass Eric Heft on the list for... who was the previous record holder at 16. So that was that was an incredible stat. He had a really great no-look uh, zip pass down the lane to George Condit as he was driving into the hoop. So congrats to Tyrese Halliburton, and I believe he is going to have an excellent career at Iowa State. I believe he'll be one of our uh, leaders and four-year starters for the Cyclones, and he has played really well in this uh, slate of games in the, uh, not preseason, the non-conference tune-up games. Um, looking ahead, Iowa State men's basketball uh, travels to the Big Four Classic in Des Moines. Next Saturday, they will take on Drake in basketball. And the women's team, will do they have next? play on Sunday at Hilton Coliseum, where they will also take on Drake. So The difference is that Drake's actually good at women's basketball, and they're not at men's basketball. Yeah. Drake's so, in the top 25 in women's basketball. So the men, men's team might have another uh, good tune-up game, and the women's team will have a test, a yeah. home test, but uh, another good chance for the basketball programs to uh, continue their push towards the Big 12 regular season, which will begin in January. For sure. Does it begin in January? Does it begin in late December? I think I remember last yeah, year oh, it, it might de- in late it might December. start in late December, but it's, it's real late, like the – 30th or the 31st first conference game is actually in early january early this january. year yep. Yep. December, or january 2nd at oklahoma state yep so for the men and the good news for that is lindell wigington should be back for that game he is expected to return in one of the next three games although i am suspicious that he will or that the program will take his return slowly 
so that he is uh, well rested and ready for the Big 12 regular season. For sure, it'd be good to get him back and uh, to see how he can uh, contribute to uh, this team with how well they've been playing without him. I can just imagine bringing their leading scorer and leader back on the court can only help them as long as they can get that chemistry worked out. For sure, for sure. But now what we're going to break into is we're going to break into a new and unique segment here in the 8311 cast. Courtesy of your host, Mike Ludwig. Also, is it really unique, though? It's unique enough. It's, un- it's unique. It's unique, unique for, for us. us. All, right. All right. We are going to have a... <clears throat> Live on the air game show. We are going to have. We're not on the air. We're not on the air. This isn't radio. We're going to have a live recorded game show. Do we have an on air sign above us right now? We have outside of our door. I don't think so. Right there. We have a no parking sign. Does that count? No, we we don't. (laughs) So, anyway, our game shows are going to have Wyatt and Josh competing in a game of college football bowl game sponsor or bankrupt company. So what's going to happen here is that either Kyle or I will give the name of either a college football ball sponsor or a bankrupt company, and Josh and Wyatt will each guess slash figure out whether it is a college football ball sponsor or bankrupt company, and they will uh, tell us, and whoever gets the most of the eight of them that we have correct will win. So Kyle and I have a list here of, uh, of eight different companies that I compiled, and uh, I will kick us off with the first one. Oh, so just to give an example, I'm going to give an example. So if I said... Best Buy. That would be... That's, 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 that's a nothing. Bad that, that is a they, bad they, they are neither bankrupt nor ball sponsor. Let me handle the examples, and you just read the list when I tell you to. How does that sound? Foster Farms. See, Arian would know that, Kyle. Come on. Foster Farms. So as an example, you could have like PlayStation, right? PlayStation sponsors the Fiesta Bowl, so that would be bowl sponsor. Or I could go with maybe something like Sears. Sears is a bankrupt company, so that would fall under bankrupt company. You, you guys get it? Josh Wyatt, you good? Yeah, you get I'm the good. rules? Yeah, I get it. Josh, you good? Mm-hmm. All right, sounds good. So I will start us off with the first one. So is this a bankrupt company or a college football bowl sponsor? General Motors. They are not a bankrupt company, therefore, they are most likely a bull sponsor. All right, White says bull sponsor. Josh, what do you have? Uh, I'm going to go, uh, I guess, bull sponsor as well. You are both incorrect. You remember that General Motors oh, did, go they did go bankrupt. They did go but bankrupt. They're not, they're but not currently bankrupt. They are, they are a bankrupt company and okay. not so a college for, for football sponsor. For clarification, it's a company that could have that, that did go bankrupt or is currently bankrupt. Yeah, that's correct. That would have been a nice clarification to have. Well, you I both, should have known that because they're not a bull. You're both wrong. Hindsight, man. Okay, so right, next one. Our, our next example is DXL. Is DXL a bull sponsor or a bankrupt company? DXL? DXL. DHL? DXL. DXL. Destination Extra Large. What is what? DXL. DXL. Are they a bankrupt no company or a college football bull sponsor? There's they're, only they're one bull question. sponsor. I'm going to say bankrupt company. Wyatt, you are correct on this one. They are a bull sponsor. All right. All right. All right. Our next one is... MPC Computers. MPC Computers. Are they a bankrupt company or a college football sponsor? Ooh, that's a hard one. 
I'm going to say Bankrupt Company again. Yeah, I'm also going with Bankrupt Company. That wasn't a hard one. That is correct. The <laughs> MPC Computers is a bankrupt. See, the reason I put General Motors first is so I thought I, that was an easy one. I, it should have been. I wasn't thinking. I I was under the assumption. Yeah, because they're not. Mm, I'm kind of angry at myself. Yeah, that could have used further clarification. Then it would have been easy. Kyle, do you know how to pronounce this next one? Or do you I, need to pronounce I think so. This one? Okay, I think so. Sounds good. Kyle's going to go for the next All right, one. so our fourth question is Sharabundi. Are they a bowl sponsor or a bankrupt company? Sure, Bundy. Do they like make wine or something? They do not make wine. What do they do? I can't tell you that. Bowl game sponsor because it just seems like crazy enough to be one. Josh was bowl game sponsor. Can I? Get, what do they do? I can't answer that question. Why? What if it's what we didn't what if, tell you what DXL does? What if the answer is what if they what did they did not what did what do they do? If they're bankrupt, they might not exist anymore. So if I tell you what they do, that would say that they're a sponsor. Just answer the question. Mm, bowl sponsor. Four, you can't count me down. Three, okay, you can. Uh, two. Uh, uh, what'd you say, Josh? <laughs> one. Bankrupt company? Josh would be correct on this one. They are a bull sponsor. Oh, what? I See, I thought you said bankrupt company. Dang it. Okay, he so tied. we're tied up. So halfway through this segment, we are we have a tie right now. You each have two correct. All right, moving on to the fifth one. We have Makers Wanted. Is Makers Wanted a bowl sponsor or a bankrupt company? Makers Mark? Makers, Makers Wanted. What the, who, who? What? Okay. I it's didn't our, say I was going to make this easy for you. It was Mike's job to make them as, as obscure I'm as possible. I'm going to say bankrupt. Josh says bankrupt company. Why? I'm going to go bankrupt company as well. You would both be incorrect. Makers Wanted is a bowl sponsor. Yeah, that was my second guess. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you said yes. What was, was your turn, uh, Chris, Josh? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so our sixth question is: Reader's Digest. Are they a bankrupt company or a bowl sponsor? Bankrupt company. What, what was the company again? Reader's Digest. Reader's Diggest. I believe is how that's spelled. Uh, I'm gonna say bankrupt company as well. You are both correct. I knew that. Reader's Digest is a bankrupt company. Most people don't read print magazines anymore. That's why Reader's Digest uh, went bankrupt. Also, since you both got it wrong, just for your information, Makers Wanted is the sponsor of the Bahamas Ball. Fun fact. So, there you go. Wow. All right. Number seven. We have VRBO. Verbo? Verbo. VRBO, virtual bowl reality, or bankrupt company. Bullet I'm gonna say bankrupt Oscar. company. I'm gonna go bull sponsor. It is a bull sponsor. Yeah. Wyatt Tita. Wyatt takes correct. the lead at three correct, and Josh, you have two correct. Going into our last question. All right, so we're gonna change it up just a little bit for this one. Since it since it's close within no. one, we're gonna have both Josh and Wyatt have oh. to say their say their answer at the exact same time. Right. Otherwise, Wyatt could just pick the exact same one that Josh does and guarantee that he wins. So we're going to make sure they both say their guess at the exact same time. I thought you were going to tell me once, it's going to be worth two points. Once you tell us that you have your answer, we will give you a countdown. All right. Kyle? You will go on go. So, yeah. for example, three, two, one, go. Go on go. All okay. right. Okay. So this Thank final you. example <laughs> is... Pets.com. Is that a bankrupt company or a bowl sponsor? Pets.com? Yep. Let us know when you're ready. Don't don't say a guess. Let us know when you're ready. Also their domain name. 
I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't look that up. But if you use your computer, you're going to be disqualified for cheating. Yeah, I haven't touched it. Do you won't. He's not using his computer. I did not. Can this one be worth two points? No. no. Um, you guys ready? I... Josh is ready. He's right. ready. ready. I'm ready. All right. Three, Three two, two, one. one. Bankrupt company. Well, I said bull sponsor. Josh said bankrupt company. What and is it? It is a bankrupt, bankrupt company. company. We have a tie. Here we go. Here we go. I did not have a tiebreaker, but wow. I am going to come up with a tiebreaker right now. You got to plan ahead, yep. Mike. No, here we go. Here we go. We're ready. Our next, our next one, bankrupt company or bowl sponsor, is going to be. Ooh, I gotta gotta find a good bankrupt company here for you. Here we go. San Diego County Credit Union. Is that a bankrupt company or a? Bull sponsor. We will do this one at the same time as well. So we'll get the countdown once you guys both are ready. I, I'm, I'm ready. Are you both case. ready? Yeah, I yeah. am. You're both ready. All right. Three, two, one. Bowl game. game. They Shoot. both did. They both said bowl game. They both said bowl They're game. They're both correct. They're both correct. They're both correct. Obviously. All right. Here we go. Next one. Atkins. Atkins? Atkins. Is Atkins a bankrupt company or a college football bowl game sponsor? I'm ready. I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. Bankrupt company. So, this is about to decide it. Atkins is a bankrupt company. Wyatt Wyatt is our winner. Wyatt on the second tiebreak takes down Josh in the 8311 cast version of college football bowl sponsor. Or bankrupt company with a Spanish sounding name. Not a Spanish totally sounding name. That's not, that's not just, a, just a bankrupt company. Just a bankrupt period. company. All right. Well, thank you for playing, Josh. We'll have you back on for your write that down prediction at the end of the episode. You, sh- you should come up with the write that down prediction if you haven't already. Yeah. Um, and, and to all of our listeners out there, if you enjoyed that segment and you would like to see more uh, games like this on our podcast please let us know either reach out to us on our instagram or just reach out to us directly um at our twitter information which we will get give out at this at the end of this episode because i had i had fun watching you two struggle through that it wasn't really so a struggle was i mean it was a 50 50 shot i had i had fun going through it so you can make it a hard I, edition and like give us a company and have us name that bowl game because I definitely failed that one. You would both fail at that one. I would fail like at that one. Choice. I'd, like who wants to be a millionaire? Eighty three eleven cast edition. Okay, maybe I'll work on that here after who wants after my finals. Who done. wants to be a bullionaire? A bowl game in the near. Okay, <laughs> you tried. Well, you tried. Well, you might be upsetting our listeners right now, and I know Josh is a little bit upset that he just lost that game, but, but on our no, segment this week... Nobody's actually pissed off. Nobody, so nobody's upset, so it, we're going to go no, into no, no, who's... No, no, no. Wait, are, are you? I, we're going to go into who's pleased. Yes, because nobody's pissed off. Nobody's, so we're gonna, nobody's upset, so we're changing twist. We're changing the culture a little bit here. The culture. Yeah, we are changing the culture here at Iowa State on the 83-11 cast. <laughs> we're an uplifting podcast, especially during finals week. Oh, Everybody needs that. It is, it is a start of finals uplifting. week. Everybody needs a little bit of uplift. So A little bit of uplift? Yes, just a little I'm bit. Not, sure not a lot of up, uplift, just a little bit of uplift. You heard me. Like a, like a Zeppelin. Yes. Okay, whatever you do say. Sure. So I was pleased today by a couple of Snapchats that I got of dogs from different people. And it was just a really great start to my to my finals week. 
So who snapped you with dogs? Because I need to start snapping them so I can uh, get some dogs. Marissa Knapp sent me Snapchats of dogs. She's pretty great. Uh, got Snapchats of dogs. Uh, well, I guess from other people's stories. From Gabby, I got a Snapchat of my cousin's dog as well. And that was pretty amazing. So today right. was a good day. Thanks for sharing that with us, Kyle. You are, you are indeed welcome. I, I do appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Also, you should be pleased because your Chiefs, your Chiefs made it through their game. On yeah. What? Well, so we'll get into a little bit more about the game itself. But first off, I want to just say to all the Saints and Chiefs fans out there, you all are very pleased this week because the Saints clinched the NFC South with their victory over the Buccaneers today, and the Chiefs clinched a playoff berth, so the Chiefs will be in the playoffs for the fifth straight season. Will they lose so, in the first round for the fifth straight season, too? God, I hope not. Hope Well, maybe if we get a first round bye, then we won't be able to lose in the first okay, round. Okay, will they lose their first game again? Well, hope we hope not either. I mean, so, you hope not. I sure. I'm pretty not. indifferent at the moment. But some other teams might be feeling the blues. I guess both of these teams have been feeling the blues all season. The Oakland Raiders and the Buffalo Bills were officially eliminated today. The Buffalo Bills were handed a loss by the New York Jets. And despite Oakland beating the Steelers, we will get into that crazy scenario later, uh, the Oakland Raiders have also been eliminated from playoff contention. So you all are feeling the blues tonight, or today and this week. So I, I apologize. Yeah, so the first uh, game we really, we really brought, there were a ton of great endings in uh, the NFL this week. None greater than the uh, the uh, Dolphins versus the Patriots. That was definitely the, the most crazy ending. So it, the game went back and forth uh, all day. It was pretty competitive. The Patriots had taken a, what was it, a 30-28 to 28 lead uh, late in the game, and the Dolphins had the ball on their half of the field with about six seconds left. No timeouts. So they throw the ball uh, to about the 30-yard line, middle of the field. You guys need to watch this play if you haven't seen this last play. It's insane. Essentially complete to the middle of the field. Two laterals later, it ends up in the hands of, uh, of Kenyon Drake, who, uh, who uh, is able to run it all the way. He's able to run it all the way into the end zone. He puts a little move on uh, Rob Gronkowski. To, uh, to make sure that uh, Rob Gronkowski could not tackle him. Rob Gronkowski was out there to uh, break up a Hail Mary, which didn't happen. Not the most nimble of foot and was not able to uh, tackle uh, Kenyon Drake, keeping out of the end zone. And the Dolphins pulled off the big upset of the New England Patriots to get a win and really hurt the, uh, hurt the Patriots' chances of getting a, uh, a first-round bye in these playoffs and especially hurt their chances of catching the Chiefs now being two games behind them. Yeah. And another game that really hurt the chances for a first round by was the Houston Texans as well. They uh, had won nine in a row coming into this contest and the Colts were able to pull out a, a very remarkable victory over the Texans. Um, the Texans didn't have much offense, but the Colts were able to withstand by the help of Eric Ebron and T.Y. Hilton. Andrew Luck did enough and the Colts come away and they are still... Uh, in the mix for a wild card spot. They kept their season alive with a win today. Another team that was upset and lost a little bit of ground in the AFC race was the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, which we touched on a little bit earlier. The Oakland Raiders were able to pull out a victory against the Steelers on a 
uh, last-minute touchdown uh, pass from Derek Carr. Slash the fact that Chris Boswell's Pittsburgh's kicker uh, slipped and fell on the game-tying field goal attempt as time oh, expired. I did, I did not see that one. See, yeah. I, was, I was at the basketball game, and I didn't see that part. Yeah, but. He, uh, he definitely – he just – Planted to go kick it and foot just slipped out from under him and he uh, ended up on his back and the uh, ball didn't go any. Oh, he did make contact with the ball, but just kind of you know bounced aimlessly around in the backfield and uh, it was no good. Well, they they the killer bees, um, Big Ben, Antonio Brown, and the one that really killed him today, Chris Boswell. So good job, good job, Pittsburgh. I don't know if he's one of the usually the killer bee is Le'Veon Bell, but we all know he's not playing this year. Well, he, so. he can't, yeah. Can't talk about him. Well, you uh, can. We can talk about him, but not in reference to him playing in an actual football game. He's not going to do that. So the Steelers lost some ground, but Big Ben showed some guts. They had Josh Dobbs starting for them in the second half, and uh, the offense was just stagnant. They couldn't do much of anything at all against a very porous Raiders defense. Uh, so Josh Dobbs clearly isn't the solution for, as a backup quarterback, but Ben Roethlisberger was able to fight through a rib injury, and he came back and led a go-ahead touchdown drive uh, in the fourth quarter, but then the Raiders were able to march back down and uh, go ahead with their a touchdown of their own. Um, James Conner was out in this game. Jalen Samuels replaced him. Uh, he didn't quite perform the same as James Conner, so the offense was a little bit more stagnant with less of a run game. But the Steelers nonetheless lost, and they have put themselves, um, I can't say out of contention for a first-round bye, but they severely hurt their chances today with a loss to the Raiders. Yeah, I agree. And another team who really hurt their chances, the, the Carolina Panthers, who went into Cleveland today to play the Browns and uh, didn't beat them. Started out well, though. Christian McCaffrey started out well, mm-hmm. obviously. He's been uh, just a phenomenal running back all season for the Panthers, but they weren't able to come through with a victory, and the Browns were able to kick a few field goals at the end of the game to extend the lead. Yeah, and that uh, Carolina, I believe they were – what were they six and three at one point, and now yeah. they're sitting at the Panthers were six and three at one point. And now they're sitting at six and seven, and uh, since New Orleans has already clinched that division, and you've got Seattle and Minnesota who are in decent positions in the wild card, Carolina's in real trouble for chances of uh, of making the playoffs here. Their chances are not great. They've really hurt their chances, and would this be the second consecutive year that they've missed out on the playoffs and we'd see no Cam Newton in the playoffs? Since I, they believe the so. I believe so. I believe so. Isn't it three years, actually? Because they were in Super Bowl 50 against the Broncos? Yeah, I think I you're right. I think it's three years now that we won't see Cam or Super Superman Cam in the playoffs. Yeah. So. Another another uh, game. That's obviously, correct. obviously the Chiefs were able to pull out a come from behind victory. Lamar, oh, they they did make the playoffs last year. That's okay. correct. Okay, Sorry. they lost. They lost thirty one to twenty six to New Orleans. Okay, so they they did make the playoffs last year. Oh, that's right because that was three the three NFC teams in the, the yep, NFC yep. South teams before the before the Minneapolis miracle knocked out the Saints in yep. the next round. So getting back to it, uh, the Chiefs, uh, as I mentioned earlier, were able to clinch a playoff. Uh, birth today with their win over the Ravens, a very uh, tough Ravens uh, defense. They always, or well, they're the number one scoring defense in the league right now, and they always seem to play very tough in December and January. Uh, a very tough road test for Lamar Jackson, 
Uh, he did come up with a, or he did have a very costly fumble in the fourth quarter right after the Chiefs had marched down to tie the game up uh, at 24 all. And he fumbled inside the 30 yard line and the Chiefs ran a couple plays and missed a field goal right wide. Wow. Wide right and Addy Light, apparently. Uh, <laughs> just wide right uh, as Harrison Butker uh, pushed that kick wide right. and But the Chiefs were able to come back and have a good drive to get a field goal in overtime and then were able to stop the Ravens uh, in their overtime drive, mainly because Lamar Jackson was hurt, he, but he got hurt on the second to last play, so it's not on like the second to last play. Drive. It wasn't. It wasn't the whole drive. Uh, he was. He was in for most of the drive. Robert Griffin the third came in and made a great pass on fourth down. It was just off the fingertips of Willie Sneed, uh, a defense play by Orlando or Orlando Scandrick, I believe. A defense played. A defensive play is what I had said. A you said defensive a defense play played. by Orlando Skandrick. Anyway, uh, so and the uh, other team to almost essentially guarantee themselves clinching was the Dallas Cowboys, who knocked off the Philadelphia Eagles in another close game. The Cowboys essentially clinched the AFC East. They haven't mathematically clinched it yet, but their chances are are greater than 99% of ending up in the playoffs now. So the Cowboys will probably uh, be on the list next week of teams that clinched. The other big game as far as playoff uh, aspirations that we have next uh, this week is uh, Monday night's game between the Vikings and the Seahawks. We have uh, two teams who right now are the two wildcard teams in the NFC going after each other in the Vikings and the Seahawks in Seattle. I think it's going to be a really good game. The uh, The Seahawks are hot right now. They've been playing well as of late, and the Vikings have uh, been struggling a little bit after losing last week in New England and then having to go all the way across the country to take on Seattle here on Monday night. I think it'll be really interesting to see what the Vikings' defense can do against Russell Wilson. In previous years, the Vikings and Mike Zimmer's defense has not done great containing Russell Wilson. It seems to struggle against mobile quarterbacks like Russell Wilson. So it'll be interesting to see, especially with uh, Trey Wayne's out with a concussion, whether or not the Vikings' uh, defense can contain Russell Wilson or if he'll have their way with him, with them, just like they've had... Uh, just like they've done multiple times before. And we're interested to see what uh, Dalvin Cook, I think, is the big X factor in this game for the Vikings. I feel like he's he's a huge weapon, but he hasn't been he hasn't been used well and he hasn't been great as far as that goes. So I think how Dalvin Cook plays is going to be big for determining whether the Vikings can win this game or not. But this game is huge for determining uh, playoff positioning in the uh, NFC between Seattle and Minnesota especially for if both of them end up in the wild card or if maybe just one of them or who ends up as the five and the six seed. It's a huge game for that. So it's really big something to watch on Monday night to see who gets the job done there. Another big game to watch this week is the Thursday night game at Arrowhead as the Chargers travel to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. And this is a big game with AFC West title implications on the line. Um, the Chargers are continuing to win. They're sitting at 10-3. and three. The Chiefs are sitting at 11-2 and two right now. So the winner of this game will most likely go on to win the AFC West and that and will clinch the 
um, one of the top four seeds and not be one of the wild card seeds in the playoffs. So that is a big game on Thursday night football as well. So another uh, in other Chiefs related news, the big news was that Kareem Hunt was uh, suspended by the NFL after a video release from TMZ uh, from an incident that had occurred in February. Later that evening, he was then cut from the Chiefs organization, released by the Chiefs organization uh, for not being truthful about his role in the incident in February. And since then, another video has released about a uh, nightclub incident that he was also involved in in January. So just a whirlwind of events that came forth and came to light. And now Kareem Hunt is out of a job. Uh, he is currently unclaimed by any team. And in my opinion, it's going to be a long road for him to find a home in the NFL again, especially with... Um, what the NFL is trying to push as far as that, as far as domestic violence is not okay, especially towards women um, in the league. And they have a zero tolerance policy for that, but he will not be able to play any games until he is off of the commissioner's list anyway. So right now Kareem Hunt is out of football for the foreseeable future. How do you think that impacts the uh, Chiefs' chances here down the stretch in the AFC and then in the uh, AFC playoffs as well? It hurts. Obviously, their offense hasn't been as has not been as dynamic with him out. Do you think they're still the best team in the conference without him or not? It hurts. I the running back by committee uh, was seen to evolve a little bit this week against the Ravens. Damian Williams was uh, was very was a very good. Had a very good game. Uh, he had a receiving touchdown as well as a rushing touchdown. Spencer Ware carried a lot of the load on the ground, but he also put in quite a few yards through the air as well. Um, so the running back by committee is certainly helping a little bit uh, with Spencer Ware being the bruiser and Damian Williams being the more shifty uh, guy. Obviously, you can have Tyree Kill line up in the backfield in different formations as well, as well as Chris Conley and the addition of Kelvin Benjamin. We'll see where that goes, but this clearly hurts the Chiefs' uh, playoff run as they gear up with Kareem Hunt not being there. He was just overall a dynamic playmaker. Um, his ability to gain yards after contact was incredible. Uh, Spencer Ware was showing some flashes of that today, but he's just overall not as elusive as Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt is a great receiving back as well. Doesn't drop a lot of uh, catches. So it's it's a big loss, but it's one that I feel this Chiefs organization is poised for since they do have so many other weapons. Obviously, you see Travis Kelsey picking up the slack. Uh, Tyreek Hill had a 100-yard receiving game uh, today as well. So... I think this is going to continue to evolve when Sammy Watkins comes back for the playoffs. Um, I believe he will get into the mix as well. He's already been used um, in rushing plays as well this year. So I think the Chiefs will be able to overcome this, but it was a serious setback for them. Yeah, and so speaking of the uh, Kareem Hunt situation, Kareem Hunt and uh, Puka Williams Jr. at uh, the freshman running back at Kansas both made a big mistake, and their big mistake was not listening to the 8311 cast and seeing what was on the list of things football players shouldn't do. Because both Kareem Hunt and then Puka Williams Jr. got in trouble for 
beating women or family members, which is obviously not acceptable and obviously on a list of things that football players shouldn't do. If they had been paying attention to this podcast, they would know that those are things that football players shouldn't do and they wouldn't be in the situation they are right now. So really what I'm saying is be informed and listen to the 8311 cast if you're a football player and then you'd know the list of things that football players shouldn't do. And Kyle, I hear you have another thing I to do. add to the list of things so, football players shouldn't do. Kyler Murray, the recently named Heisman Trophy winner, uh, once that happened, people started going through his social media history and found out that he had a lot of anti-gay uh, tweets and slurs that he had put on Twitter uh, when he was younger, I guess. And so that was brought to the light of the country and the entire uh, social media population. And they saw and he had to uh, go and issue a public apology for that. But if you didn't do that in the first place, then you wouldn't have to end up on the 8311 cast with your name called out for doing something that you shouldn't. So Kyler Murray, I think you need to start listening to our podcast as well. And learn other things that football players shouldn't do. So what's the actual thing that we're writing down for things football players shouldn't do, Kyle? Well, so we are we are writing down that you should not tweet anti-gay uh, remarks. Period. So we add don't in, don't tweet. That. Don't don't tweet anti-gay things on Twitter. Yes. And don't, do don't not listen to the eighty three eleven <laughs> cast things players shouldn't do. Things football players shouldn't do. Okay. Right? Sounds good. Do you want to? I'll I'll do a rundown of the entire list just so everyone's aware of what the list of things football players shouldn't do. Top of the list is beat your family members, get into a fight in a nightclub, not exclusively in London, just a nightclub anywhere, graffiti the bridge in Brookside Park, throw a dumbbell at the head coach, run over a cop, get caught not watching film, run off the sidelines to make a tackle, have to get pulled off of an on-field fight by a cop, Drive over 100 miles an hour in your car. Tweet upside down. Steal from your teammate's locker. Argue with your coach over wearing a jacket. And then the two we added today, not listening to our list of things football players shouldn't do. And tweet anti-gay things on Twitter. Those are the things football players shouldn't do. We'll continue to add to that list and keep you updated as the season goes on. It's a pretty good recap, and I think it's generally just a good rule to... uh Listen to the 8311 cast. Speaking of rules, do you want to give us a rule that's not quite as smart as that? One thing that we're forced to listen to. Yeah, something we're forced to listen to, which is nobody's favorite segment. Mike's stupid with two O rules. Stupid. S-T-O-O-P-I-D. This is why I want Ariane back, because Ariane was very supportive of Mike's awesome rules segment. He was only supportive of it because I don't like it. That's, I don't care. He was supportive of it. support is still support. He was supportive of it because he was gunning for my job. That's fair, too. That's probably I want to give it to him, so he succeeded. But anyway, so we're going to actually go to the realm of basketball for the stupid rules segment. This, because uh, while I was watching... Well, I was at the uh, women's basketball game today. This rule came up twice in the uh, fourth quarter, and I got asked about it. So I want to explain three seconds in the lane. So in basketball, right, when you're on, in college basketball or the NBA, when you're on offense, right, so the lane is from the free throw line and then those two lines that are connected to the free throw line that run to the baseline, right, that's considered the lane, right? So you can only be 
when you don't have the ball, you can only be in the lane for three seconds at a time without going out and back in, right? So if you're in the lane for three seconds, then it is a uh, it is a violation and it is a turnover. So in the NBA or college, when you're on offense, you can't be in the lane for more than three seconds at a time or it's a turnover. In the NBA, there is also such a thing as defensive three seconds in the lane. So in the NBA, you also can't be in the lane for three seconds consecutively when you're on defense. If you are in the NBA, that results in your opponent automatically getting, I think it's one free throw and the ball, but it might be two free throws and the ball. I'm not sure. So again, so the NBA likes more scoring, so they also added that defensive three seconds in the lane. It uh, keeps teams from playing a zone because in a zone you just park your center in the middle of the lane to protect the rim. So uh, you will not be able to do that with uh, with uh, defensive three seconds in the lane in the NBA. Also, breaking news on 83.11 cast. I'm, I know I'm not supposed to do these things and why it's going to get upset at me, but the Bears just got a safety. Live. Oh my God, While we were recording this, the Bears just oh, got a safety. I'm not even mad. Just I know I'm not supposed to talk about things that are happening as we're recording, but I'm keeping track of the Bears-Rams game, and the Bears I mean, just got a safety. I mean, for a while, the only points that the Jaguars had on Thursday Night Football was a safety, so... I was hoping they would win that game, on, well, or lose the game just with a safety. Oh, boy. Yeah, the reason why I normally would be upset about that is because we record on a Sunday night, generally, so we can get to your oh, beautiful ears Sunday on a night. That it's probably copyrighted. Please don't sing that. We don't need to see some assist from is that NBC? Yes. Right? Yeah. Unless or Carrie sing. Underwood herself. Well well probably not. I don't think she can do a whole lot. Because it's it's NBC's stuff. They yeah, broadcast they the, their, yeah, they their song, you know. Uh anyway, we, we record on a Sunday for those that are uninformed so we can get to your beautiful ears for your daily commute or at your job or whatever on Monday morning. So, fun fact. Anyway, continue on, Mike. Yeah, that was that was the end of my oh, rule. So, it's three, three seconds in the lane. So, offensive in both college and the NBA. And there's also defense. defensive three seconds in the lane in the NBA. I was Does actually pleased about that segment because I knew it. I knew that rule very well. But I'm also kind of displeased now as we transition into our next segment. And I'm actually a little upset because I am gonna receive a lot of x's today on the accountability session yep so we're gonna go into our write that down prediction accountability session we have two predictions that came off the board this week and they're both kansas city chiefs related so here we go the first one these both came off the board simultaneously so i'm not gonna use like first and second but so the first one was this is kyle's first prediction in write that down our first prediction period was that uh kyle predicted that the Kansas City Chiefs would not go to the playoffs this year. That was made in episode one. That was made before episode one. Remember, we started doing we started one. doing right. write that right. down predictions in the apartment before we decided we were going to do this podcast. That was kind of the catalyst for us deciding to do this podcast. I had no idea that the Chiefs would sit at eleven and two after week fourteen. Yep. In the NFL season. So. So for that, we are going to give Kyle a nah. The second prediction, Kansas City Chiefs related, that came off the board this week was that the Kyle's prediction that the Chiefs will score 35 or more points in 75% of their games. With uh, the Chiefs failing to get to 35 today, that makes their fifth game this year, not getting to 35 or more points. Uh, To get 75% of 16, that would mean they'd need to get there in 12. 16 minus 5 is 11, meaning the maximum number of games that they could get to 35 or more is 11. 
which means it's not possible anymore. So for that, Kyle gets a nah. That was actually all the predictions we had uh, come off the board this week. We'll uh, see. We'll probably have a few more come off the board next week. We'll have to see for sure. But for now, we're going to get into our write that down predictions for this week. Since I'm really upset, can I go first? And oh, give I want to go first because I had a Chiefs-related one. Yeah, we're going to let Wyatt go first because oh, okay. he's a Chiefs-related prediction. So speaking of the Chiefs, I'm going to say that the Chiefs aren't going to the Super Bowl this year. I mean, they're a really good team. They're doing fantastic. But I think, I think they're going to get beat out by somebody. You're getting a single because you asked a for single. a double. I, I, I did ask for a double. You're getting a si- I would single. give you a single I mean, if I you should asked only have for a double. Regardless. Yeah, that's only that's only single. Right? I also got upset that you asked for a double, so you're getting a single. You'd I mean, get a single either way. I didn't deserve way. a double anyway. You'd get a, you'd get a single either way. So I'm not mad. All right, go ahead, Kyle. I'll let you go now that you're... All right, so I was watching the Cyclones game on Sunday night. While I was playing in the pep band, and I came up with this one, and I, I believe that Marielle Shayok will uh, receive be the recipient of the first team All Big Twelve uh, award at the end of the season for the Cyclones. I'm thinking a uh, double for that one. What do you think, Wyatt? I think I'm, only five people can be on the first yeah, team only, Big Twelve. There's only so. five, so yeah, I'm comfy with a double. Oh, and like and he has to compete with. People like Azubuke and, uh, you know, K-State Lawson. Quentin Grimes and Diedrich Lawson. Yep. So, my write that down prediction. I'm going – I've been on an NBA theme. I've actually started watching some NBA games, which is abnormal for me. But what I'm I'm doing – I'm sticking with the NBA, and I'm going to say the Houston Rockets – who were who were uh, almost uh, eliminated the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals last year? I'm going to say that they will not make the playoffs this year. The Houston Rockets will not make the playoffs. James Harden and Clint Capella and Chris Paul and Chris Paul. There's a lot of the season left, though. Yeah, there's a, there's a large part Triple. of the season left. Triple. Triple. Oh, I was thinking double. <sighs> there's a lot of season. There, left. there is. There's a ton, but triple. <sighs> triple. Fine. Fine. Triple. Fine, fine, I, fine. Official. 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 Officially a triple. Okay, I'd also like to inform you that thank you for that triple. I was thinking double because the Houston Rockets are currently second to last in the Western Conference. Yeah, I know. I don't see them coming back. That's why I was saying triple or double, but... Since Kyle really wanted a triple, I gave it to you. But a tr- but they're I, second to last. That's a long shot. Oh wait, I'm saying that no, they no, won't make the playoffs, Kyle. No. I thank you for the triple, luck. Okay, never mind. All right, Josh, what do you have for us for you? Write that down prediction this week. All right, so for uh, my prediction, I'm uh, going uh, after the. Uh, it's Packers related, so after the. Uh, Packers uh, fired uh, McCarthy this week. They seem to be pretty good. So my uh, prediction is that the uh, Packers will win out. The Packers will win out. Did I hear that? Who are the remaining? <laughs> who do the Packers have on their schedule? The Bears, the Jets, and the Lions, I believe. I will. I will double check that quick. Before. Is the Bears at Lambeau? No, it's not. It is at. It's at it is at Soldier yeah. Field. Field. It is, yes, Bears at Soldier Field, Jets uh, in East Rutherford, New Jersey, and then the Lions in Green Bay. The Packers are going to lose. I'm thinking triple for that. I would go as far as a home run because the Bears are going to demolish the Packers. What do you think? I was thinking on the lower end. I was thinking more like double. I mean, winning. They're not going to win out. They're, They're uh, yeah, I'm they have use... the Jets and the Lions. Yeah, but they have to play the Bears. Two of the oh, worst my. teams. I'm gonna use my uh, my favorite uh, metrics. My favorite uh, and uh, NFL uh, 
prediction site to see what put chances it gives the Packers of winning out. And Don't tell us what we're using because we might contact them for a sponsorship. <laughs> All right. So it gives them a 29% chance to beat the Bears. So 29% there. And then it gives them a 56% chance to beat the Jets. So we'll do that. And then it gives them a 59% chance to beat the Lions. That gives them approximately 9%, 9.5% of okay. winning out. I'll agree with my triple. All right. All right. Sounds like triple is what Josh gets for that projection. All right. That concludes our Write That Down prediction segment for the week. And I believe that also uh, concludes our episode. Yeah, that's my line. Episode 11 already. Yeah, we're getting up I there. I stole your line. Sorry, Wyatt. Nah, that's okay. shout, out, shout out to all of our listeners who have stuck with us through all 11 episodes of season one so far. We're not doing seasons. Oh, we're not doing no, seasons? No, no, no. Oh, okay. We're just going okay. to do consecutives. Okay. Yeah. Uh, especially a huge shout out to our one loyal listener in Maryland. Um, don't know who you are, but you are the only person in your state that's listening to reach out to us so we can give you a shout out yeah mail you some stickers try to get more people on board with watching uh or listening to our podcast you two and watching i don't can't watch a podcast i'm watching right now as what if what if we get into like what if we eventually do a live edition on our instagram Ooh, or we could also... So we record for all of our listeners who can't join us on Sunday night, but we have a special live segment on our Instagram account. Like a before and after party? Mm-hmm. A before you record, during the recording, and then the little sneak stuff after. Not a bad idea. You can see some of the outros, some of the outtakes. Uh, outros. Some outtakes. of the outtakes. outtakes. That's bloopers. what I meant to the say. The bloopers, the highlight reels, the, the stuff <laughs> that really makes 8311 the shenanigans. Or, or, that we, it really is. or we could just show them our Google Docs chat after some of oh, these episodes. No, no, no. No, no that can't go up. No, that to our, has to, to our listeners. Right here. <laughs> anyway, like Mike said, um, this is the end of the episode. We appreciate you listening to us. Uh, follow us on Instagram at 8311cast. Again, this episode is brought to you by our Instagram page, 8311cast. Uh, also check out our website, 8311cast.fireside.fm. Drop us a line on our contact page there. And signing off for the 8311cast, we have... Kyle Mersh. Mike Ludwig. And Wyatt Teeter. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We hope to uh, talk to your ears again next week. Bye, y'all. Goodbye, and go Cyclones. Go Cyclones. Cyclones.